Everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani. We have got the full Shy Socks Weekly crew. I'm joined today by Tony Marchese and John Suarez. We had a little watch party up at Casa de Shy Socks Janda. Um, guys, we had a good time, but the White Sox did not on the field today. No, the uh, the Sox didn't. Uh, first thing I want to say here is thanks to Janda for having us over. Um, always a good time when we get the full crew together. We don't get to do this very often, so... Um, I had a good time. Uh, Jonda's house, very hospitable. Does reek a little bit of uh, a dead body. I think Bruce Springsteen's buried here somewhere. <laughs> I can't find him. I've been searching all day. Uh, but I've my, my efforts have come up uh, with nothing so far. So... He's a really good uh, he's a really good hider, I, I think. Uh, Jonda can commit a crime and get away with it. Uh, Jonda. Thanks for having us over. Uh, of course. Let's, let's start talking about the game, though. Well, before you get we get to the game, I want you to let you know that I have four closets. You have probably only looked into one of them, so Bruce Springsteen's definitely in one of those other three closets. <laughs> other, other than that, I, it was great to show you guys what Elgin Pizza is all about. You know, we got a lot of pizza places around I enjoyed here. it. I, I, I hope you did. I did. I, I enjoyed it as well. We had some, what was it, pepperoni, sausage, and jardinere. And and Italian and, beef. Uh, and Italian beef. Yes. We had Italian beef on there, too. What a good pizza. Um, Shy Sox Weekly guys, big pizza guys. Big, huge fucking yeah, Huge absolutely. pizza guys. Huge frozen pizza guys, but huge actual pizza I don't guys. think yeah. we've I don't think we've reviewed enough pizzas on Shy Sox Weekly. Um, also, one thing to get to, uh, another shout-out to uh, to Pete Hand uh, for coming on Shy Sox Weekly. We had a great time this, this week. Uh, if you haven't listened to our two and a half hour marathon that we did of a podcast, uh, go go check that out. It'll keep you entertained for at least an hour. Um, <laughs> I so mean, I didn't I hours. didn't find a dull moment in any of that. Though, yeah, no, it was a good time. You. It was a good time. It was definitely yeah, a good we time. Were, we were just texting as a group the other day, and I was like, I'm listening back to this episode, and I'm an hour and forty minutes in, and I have yet to find a spot that is not intriguing. So yeah, that, yeah. it was a good show. It was a, it was definitely a good show. Uh, credit to Pete Hand for coming on and helping us make it a good show. Um, but let's get into today's White Sox game that we drove well at least Johnny and I drove about an hour to you basically drove to a White Sox game yeah we drove to a White Sox game um this kind of had a White Sox game feel there's no air conditioning in here uh, it's fucking it's spicy. hot as hell it's spicy in this it, bitch it's hot as hell uh we're sweating we had we had peanuts I made a mess of John's floor we had about the same amount that. of we had about the same amount of beers that we would have at a White Sox game for the most part and uh let's talk about it first inning not great um, just God. absolutely terrible first inning. Probably the worst first inning we've had all year. I didn't even get here until the first inning was about half over. 
and I was absolutely surprised that the first inning was still going. So you guys are probably the experts on the first inning. I'll turn it over to Jonda to talk about. Yeah, so Tony had pulled up to my house, and I went out for the first inning, or in the middle of the bottom of the first, and I was all excited because as I'm going out to grab Tony from his car, I think that Ryan Cordell makes one of the greatest catches in 2019 White Sox history. So it was not a catch. It happened to hit the wall, so it Mm -hmm. ended up becoming a double. So by the time I come back in with Tony grabbing him from his car, it's already Athletics 1-0 with the runner on second and nobody out. Yeah, Not a big deal at that point in time. It wasn't. Not not a big deal. And I had told Tony as he was coming in, I was like, I think Ryan Cordell just made a Dwayne Wise light catch, and it was one of the greatest Mm -hmm. catches of the season. And then I hear in the background that Matt Chapman hit a double and scored a run. So... Johnny Phillison, because I did not get to yeah, see that so, portion. So, yeah, you popped out right at that exact moment when that happened because it looked like, because you and me and Q were all in here. He just grabs my beer and drinks my we, beer. We had all, uh, we thought that, like, wow, this that is such an happen. amazing catch. Because from the, first, too much in there. from the first camera angle, and you look at it, it looked like Cordell made the catch, and it looked like he just, like, hit it down with his glove and then brought it back and kind of crailed it uh, along his chest or his stomach. And made the catch. And like you had said, that would be probably one of the best catches of the White Sox season so far, I would say. Um, but that was not the case. Uh, and on the second view, it, on the first view that we had straight on, looked like Cordell made the catch. Second view where they have you know a better angle on it, where uh, you can actually see it hitting the wall. Uh, that's what confirmed it was double. And it was double indeed. Uh, it was Chapman driving in Simeon. And uh, that just opened the floodgates. For sure, Tony. Um, so that you, you came in after that. Uh, you, you came right in and uh, unfortunately got to witness the A's putting seven runs on the board in the first inning. Um, six of them thanks to Dylan Covey. Um, he came back from the IL today, Tony, but uh, he did not look like he was ready. Yeah, You know what? Just put him right back on the IL. That's what I've got to say. Uh, not, don't even put him on the IL. Just... DFA the guy right now. Uh, put him out of his misery. This this was probably the worst Dylan Covey start. It, and it makes sense because John and I don't get to watch too many games together. But one of the things that we talked about last year ad nauseum was how bad Dylan Covey is. And he's done all right. You know, a- after the second half last year and through the first part of this year, and th- this comes at a really weird point because... Dylan Covey's not good. John, uh, Johnny, is Dylan Covey good? No. No. It's, but he, he makes himself look good because the bar is set so low. I agree with that sentiment. And then there's just a couple of things that'll do in a couple of instances that you think, like, man, like if this guy could just be consistent with that, he'd be solid. And yeah. he would. Yeah. But then he doesn't. He's yes, not consistent exactly. with it. And I think that's the biggest So the White Sox are holding on to this asset right now that's – not very great, but shows flashes. And they really haven't been able to get, I think, the 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 best out of Dylan Covey. We've seen flashes of what Dylan Covey can do, like we said, but at at his core, Dylan Covey is not good. I think we all know there's a, that. There's a reason why he was there's in a, the Rule 5 There's draft. a reason why he was in the – yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what it is. There's a reason. And you'll see flashes of it, but nine times out of ten, Dylan Covey is not the guy that you want on the mound. Um, our guy uh, Kinsler this morning t- 
texted us and said, you know, is it bad that I'm excited for Dylan Covey Day? Andrew, I'm going to answer your question right now. Yes. It's because fucking awful. Because that was terrible. Um, I blame you 100%. <laughs> this is your fault that you got excited for Dylan Covey Day, and this is what you get when you get excited for Dylan Covey Day. Um, there's no one else to blame here, guys. This, it, this is a Kinsler effect. This is, this yeah. is, this is Kinsler's fault. I don't think totally there's any to. other reason for this atrocity that we saw today than Andrew Kinsler. Andrew should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> We're all worse off for he- having heard that opinion. <laughs> Negative 5,000 points to Andrew Kinsler. And may God have mercy on your and soul. And may God have mercy on his soul. <laughs> yeah, so, so it wasn't just Dylan Covey in the first inning. You know, Dylan Covey starts this game, can't even make it out of the first inning. Uh, two-thirds of an inning was that final there. I had already mentioned the run total. But Ross Detweiler came in, and the first batter he sees, that's a three-run home run. The, you know, I granted the two of those runs are still charged to Dylan Covey at that point. But Ross Detweiler gives him a three-run home run coming right into the game, putting it 7 to nothing. I mean, if he comes in and gets out of that, sure, it's not great being down 4 to nothing, but it's, it's, it, it's something you can chip away at. How about that? This is something that we talked about last night, Johnny. Don't go into this game and give up runs early. Let Dylan Covey pitch with a lead. Never gave him the opportunity to. You know, I feel bad for my Shy Sox. I told him some bad advice this morning. <laughs> and I said that this is the game that the Sox can come out and win in this series. And apparently they're not going to win any of these games because there's something about Oakland and the White Sox traveling there, I don't know what it is. Fucks up every time. Yeah, there's something bad. They're not allowed to win in Oakland. They're not allowed to win in Oakland. The nightlife must be great for these guys because they just don't show up to play. I think we had a four-game set there last year, and we only pulled one out of the four games. And to be honest, it's just the White Sox can't play on the West Coast, period. Because I'm a big, I'm a a late-night guy. I don't know about you guys. I'm a late-night guy. And I love watching the Sox play the Mariners, Athletics, Angels, whoever it may be on the West Coast and getting those late start times because I work late. So, like, I love being able to watch a Sox game start to finish. Haven't worked this whole weekend. Wish I did work this whole fucking weekend because this was an awful series to start. Tomorrow we got Ronaldo Lopez against, I couldn't tell you who's starting for the Athletics. Johnny's uh, gonna pull it yeah, up. Yeah, we real got quick. Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson, who has he's nine and five yeah. with like a three five ERA, so that's not looking great for our guys. And Reynaldo Lopez still has a lot of stuff to figure out. So we don't get swept often this year in particular. And if we get swept right now, it's going to be very upsetting coming out of the All Star break because yeah. going into Three the All Star break, we were a game away from being five hundred. Well, and this is something that you and I, Johnny, talked about last night. We'll come into this series, we'll get swept, we'll go to Kansas City and get ourselves back within a game of 500. The roller coaster. It's the roller coaster effect. I don't know what it is about this White Sox team in 500. There's just, it's this, it's this mental roadblock that they have. And every time we get close or reach it, we're bound and, and cursed to go three to four games back away from it. Yeah. It's like right when you sniff it, it's like, fuck you, not happening. Yes, exactly. And the, the problem here is, if you want to compete for a wild card, if you want to compete for your division, you have to beat the teams that are better than you. Jonda, you've said this on Chi Sox Weekly all the time. 
beat your division. Most important games. Most important games are against your division. We've done that pretty damn well this year. Aside from the series that we had against the Twins that, that you referenced yesterday, Johnny. But the series at home, we played the fine. The series at yeah, home, we, we played, played fine. fine at home, yeah. We've done very, very well against the division. And while it's a weak division, there's there's still two good teams in there in the Cleveland Indians and the Minnesota Twins that I think are, are better than the White Sox as currently constructed. And we've played them very well. So we've taken care of that chore. Now the problem has seemed to have shifted to playing the teams who are at least playoff potential teams like the Oakland Athletics, and we don't do well against them. You saw it really early in the season against the Seattle Mariners, who are now a dog shit team. You know, you, for some reason, there's there's just this White Sox curse that we cannot play against teams who are who are hot and, and stop that. You have to be able to come in against a team that's on a, on a, on a winning streak or who's, who's feeling it and shut them down if you want to continue through the season as a competitive team. I think the thing is, Tony, is you've had series against the Mariners, you've had series against the Astros and the Athletics, and the only series that we seem to have come on top of is the AL West Division leader, the, the Astros. Yeah, which is, very, it's, it's a very tough. good point. Very good point. I, you know, I think the, uh, I, I was actually, you know, a little more down on the White Sox about that Astro series, and I thought this could be a four-game sweep down there. In you, were, you were, I was probably the only yeah. you thought the, this was going to be a murder shot. I was probably yeah. the only person that predicted like even a split. Yeah, like even that. And that that's what they got. Um, and even one of the guys that thought they were going to split. And one of the games that they lost in that series was a bullpen day, and they only allowed three runs in that game. So, like, what is the deal with these middle-ranking teams? These guys that are. Floating around I would wild con- card I spots. would consider it teams that are like the White Sox. Yeah, I think that's true. I think being a White Sox fan the last couple of years is the thing that we that has has detrimented us the most is beating the teams that we are not supposed to and losing to the teams that we should beat. Yeah. Well, this year I would argue, Jonda, that they have beaten the teams that they're supposed to. No, they have. And they, they have beaten the teams that they're not supposed to. It's the... Like I was just getting at, it's the teams that are like the White Sox who are middle of the road. If you can carry that at 500 against the teams that are like you and then go beat up on the teams you should and play the teams that you shouldn't well, you're 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 locked into the playoffs at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is just kind of perplexing. I, I, you know, it's an Oakland curse, I think. I remember growing up, the... White Sox would go out west, and I have to turn the game off by like the you know fourth inning because it was something similar to what happened today. Um, the the A's, I mean, you see a guy like Marcus Simeon uh, today, two five two runs scored, um, making plays all over the field at shortstop. It just hurts because he wasn't anything with the White Sox, nothing no. nothing to write home about at all. And now he's one of the top shortstops in the league, like you guys had pointed out during the Crazy. game. Um, just it's uh, it's demoralizing here. It is. Um, and, and then, like Shy uh, Sox John, I just mentioned uh, a little bit before we'd gotten into this, who they beat and who they don't. Reynaldo Lopez is coming to the mound tomorrow. It doesn't inspire confidence one no. bit at this point in the season. Not at all. And real quick, before we go any farther, we've been recording now for 15 minutes. And we shut the fans off because we didn't want to interfere with the microphone. And I'm dying. I'm literally dying right now. 
the the air is stale in here. If it's, somebody ripped ass, it would be the worst. Experience you you could taste it, dude. You would be able to taste it. This is what I make Shy Sox John to do every time we record Shy Sox Weekly. For and three went, hours. And he went almost three hours in this. I want you to realize that. And this it was even a, spicier than This night. is a swamp in here right now. Absolute swamp. I'm sweating. I've had probably, I don't know, ten beers at this point in time. Um, and it's it's bad. So the conditions here are not optimal for podcasting. Um, I don't know how we're going to fix this for Jonda, but I now understand why. He wears those short ass America shorts that he wears every when time we're recording, and like maybe a tank top. But what I want Sox fans to realize is we've played two whole games against the Athletics post All Star break, and we have not had a single extra base hit. Yes, not That's one. Terrible. That's absolutely not terrible. one. We've had seventeen hits, all singles. So you can't win games if you're not getting extra base hits. I mean, I don't care if you're losing thirteen to two. Said this last night again. Maybe yep. five yep. to one, six to one, whatever the score was yesterday. Honest to God, I passed out in like the eighth inning. Five to because, one. Yeah, five to one. So those late night games, they always fucking get me, especially if I had a long week at work and I'm exhausted by the time it's all said and done. I pass out in like the seventh inning yesterday. So it, you're not gonna win getting all singles. I don't care if you're down 11 runs. I don't care if you're down one run. You're not going to score as many runs if you are not getting extra base hits, whether it be... And and all I hear, the whole broadcast, is Benetti and Stone talking about, well, the ball's lighter in the day here in Oakland. Like, the ball's going to go far. A.J. Reed's going to hit his first fucking home run. Whatever it may be, like, singles are not going to get it done. No, it's... I, I was just going to say to follow up on John's point here and to put it in a meatball fashion here, um, singles are lame and weak. Extra base hits are cool and tough. Very right, cool, very go. tough. Here we go. And this is one thing that we wanted to do. I think, Johnny, you and I forgot to do this last last night because it was so late. But we came up with this idea for meatball take of the day, and Johnny just gave his. The meatball take of the day on, sh- on, on Socks on Tap. Uh, Jonda, I need, I need, I need, I need your meatball take right now. What's your meatball take from this game? My meatball take is AJ Reed might actually be serviceable, and he might actually be somebody that the White Sox moving forward, especially in Sox Park, if he's hitting balls as hard as he's hitting in the Oakland Coliseum, those can translate to home runs in the Sox Park. So, if that doesn't play out, that's my meatball take. My meatball take, and Johnny might not like this, is that Luray Garcia is not cool and tough. <laughs> um, you know, this is this is very hot off of the meatball plate right here. Luray had a play today where he hits the ball, and Marcus Simeon bobbles it, and he's laying on the fucking ground in the batter's box. I don't care what you have to do. If you have to crawl to first base... If you have to hobble there, if you need your grandma's walker to get over to first base, <laughs> get to first base on that play. Ricky things. Renteria should have benched Luray Garcia, and he eventually did. I don't. I, Luray's hurt, probably. Uh, that it's not a good thing for the White Sox. But Luray Garcia, get to first base. I don't care if what you have to do to get there. Use your bus pass. I don't know. Get to first base. That was un, inexcusable. You know, hockey players would have been at first base. But Luray Garcia was not. I know Johnny can appreciate that. That's my meatball take of the day. That's Yeah, Tony, I think you redeemed it by saying the hockey player's point at the end there. Um, 
I think he would have been out anyway. So even if he did give an effort to get up there, um, that's that's why it's the meatball take of the day, though. Uh, that, that's why it's it's you know we we have this segment here. It's okay to vent about that kind of stuff. Uh, stuff you'd probably get blasted in replies for on Twitter or something like that. Exactly. But that's, that's what we're going for, though. That's what we're going to take. It's got to be extreme. It. And if you have your own, if you have your own and you're a Sox on Tap listener, reply to us. Yeah. Let us know what yours is. We love to hear it. Maybe we'll read some of the best of them on the air. Hashtag Sox on Tap Meatball Take. Excellent. That's that going forward. Um, guys, 13 2 was the final today. I can't talk about this one anymore. Um, it, it, Alex Colomay got an inning of crap work. Uh, in garbage time, and uh, you basically had your bullpen A squad, as I'd like to call it, Tony, uh, but they were throwing in this game uh, when it didn't even matter. Uh, I really hope, my biggest thing, my last thing here from this this game today is that I hope Alex Calme throwing an inning in garbage time when they're down 10 runs at the end of this game does not limit him from throwing tomorrow if it's a close game. Uh, If he... If it is, uh, I mean, I'm going to ride in the streets. That's absolutely unacceptable. I told Tony this during the game. If you watch the Shy Sox Weekly live stream at all, we're not on a spring training schedule anymore. I understand guys got to get their work and this and that. Um, if we see him out there tomorrow, then that's fine. Whatever. You, you got him his uh, work, as you want to say, but he was still available. Um, let's just not make that a habitual thing. Obviously, we don't want to be losing games 13-2 to two habitually, so hopefully that's never an issue again going forward in the future here. But that's just another thing that could also be attributed to a meatball take. I know these pitchers do have to throw a certain amount of pitches, such and such, but it's not like spring training. You just bring whatever guy in whenever they're supposed to be due just because, um, you know, that's the plan going forward into the game. So, um, on to tomorrow. We, we need to get to tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's a new day. Um, Sucked today, 13-2. But tomorrow's a new day. Uh, it's Reynaldo Lopez taking them on for the White Sox, 4-8. 6.34 ERA against Brett Anderson for the Athletics, 9-5, 3.86 ERA. Um, guys, how are we feeling about tomorrow's game? I know today doesn't leave us a lot of confidence, but I just want to get your take on uh, any predictions for tomorrow or um, anything like that, things to look out for. So, uh, yeah, not hot at all. We talked a little bit about tomorrow's game last night, and I said, you know, if we're going to win a game, Saturday was the day. Brad Anderson, obviously, 9-5 and five with a 3.86. He's had a decent year, you know, and Playing in Oakland already, I feel like we're at a disadvantage. Reynaldo Lopez has said that he's going to be a different pitcher the second half. It's time to show us that different Reynaldo Lopez. Um, and if we don't get that, you know, my, my confidence for this guy in the rotation has just seemingly begun to fall off even more every time he takes them out. And I don't want to see Reynaldo with less than six strikeouts tomorrow. If the Sox are going to win, Reynaldo Lopez is going to need to get out himself. I think that's going to be a key for him. It always has. In the Reynaldo Lopez games that, that he's he's doing well and the Sox win, he seems to strike a lot of guys out. We haven't seen that version of Reynaldo Lopez in a long time. Um, I, I need that from him. I absolutely need that from him. And we're going to need some run support. We talked about him last year, Jonda, as you know the second coming of Jose Quintana. Bonafide ace. You know, and... Right now, he doesn't look like anything. He doesn't even look like a fifth guy right now. He doesn't even look like a fifth guy. Can't get through the first time through the order. One of the things that I thought about him going to the bullpen, and you brought this up earlier, 
was that he gets through the, the the order the first time through pretty decent, and then the second time through he seems to struggle. He can't even get through the first time. So there's a lot of regression here from Reynaldo Lopez. Um, we're going to need to see something from him tomorrow in order to win this game. So the thing about Reynaldo Lopez is he is not like your ace status pitcher, but the thing about Reynaldo Lopez is he's a righty pitcher, and he has the most sex success. <laughs> A lot of success. The most sex. (laughs) The most sex. Congratulations, Reynaldo. Congrats on the sex, Reynaldo. He he has the most success against right-handed batters. And the Athletics, as a unit, are a mostly right-handed batting unit. Yes. So, moving forward, I mean, the last, like, I think out of nine pitchers, I think it was, or out of nine batters, oh my god, I'm too lit up right now. I think it was six batters out of nine against the Tigers that he faced. He had 14 strikeouts. Here you got an athletics lineup. I would love to see them produce four-plus lefty hitters. Renato Lopez is way better against right-handed batters. So you got a guy here going up, up against Brett Anderson, who the White Sox have struggled with over time, that, I mean, in his own right, should hopefully have success against this athletics lineup. Renato Lopez is going to be facing at least five right-handed batters and I want to say he has a, he has a six point three ERA total, but against right-handed batters, he has not been That's struggling bad. that much. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, the the last time he faced a most predominant right-handed batter lineup, it was the Tigers, and he had fourteen strikeouts. So you're gonna see a guy that could could surprise you. He could have. A start of the year, maybe not a 14 strikeout start, but he. I, I don't expect Renato Lopez to get rocked, as if Kovey and Nova. I mean, Nova didn't even really get rocked, but Death I don't. That ex- paper cut yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't expect him to get touched up as much as the Sox pitching has been touched up starting wise throughout this whole series. So I mean, I want to correct Tony. As he predicted that the White Sox would have their most winnable game today, I think tomorrow is their most winnable game in the series. Obviously, because they already lost the first two games <laughs> in the series. But moving forward, Brett Anderson has not been that successful against left-hand batting. And if you get guys like Leary being able to play, I mean, he kind of yeah, showed we'll somewhat of an injury. Well, we're going to have to see it. You get Mankata, he's going to be batting lefty. You get guys like, I mean, if you want to throw Collins in there, if I mean, you're going to get left-handed hitters. He's going to be batting ready? Yeah. Mankata will be batting ready. ready. I'm yep. an idiot. So, yeah, Tony corrected me real quick on the spot. But you're going to get a decent amount of left-handed hitters, especially if you throw McCann back in the lineup. He's a righty. I'm an idiot. But, I mean, you'll be all right. Moving forward, I think the Sox most winnable game of the series is tomorrow. All right. So, before we get the picks to click, Jonda, big better guy for ONTAP Sportsnet. Are you putting money on the Sox tomorrow? Are you hammering that money line? 100%, because if you're looking at the stat line, you're going to get Ronaldo Lopez at 4-8 and eight with a 6.3 ERA, and you're going to get Brett Anderson at 9-5 and five with a 3.8 ERA. If I had to guess, that Sox line is going to open at plus at least 180. So that means if you put $10 down, you're going to get $18 back. If you put $20 down, you're going to get $36 back. So I'm fully ready to put a $20 bet down on the White Sox tomorrow and, and get $36 back. It's not the greatest payout, 
You know, you got a sunny afternoon throughout the whole day, so you're not going to get rain to affect you. So, I mean, I'll, I'll turn it over to Tony Twister. Hey, everybody. Tony Twister here. My guy, Jonda, he brought in a little bit of weather talk. So, I got to give you the full forecast. Tomorrow, we're looking at 72 degrees. It's going to be very comfortable. The ball may not fly as far as we want it to. It's going to travel. But it's going to travel. I think I think that guy, who's, who's that new first baseman we got here? Who's that new first baseman? What's Reed it? guy. Reed. Anthony I, Jones. I don't even I, know his I like, actual acronym. I like that guy. I like that guy. I think tomorrow. I don't know why. Because he dropped an easy fly ball earlier. I think tomorrow is going to be this guy's first home run. And I'm going to go on record. I'm going to say every game that this guy plays is going to be his first home run <laughs> until he hits his first home run because I like that. That or, plays or that plays DFA. very that plays very well for me. So we got the wind. West northwest at 14 miles an hour. That's going to be blowing. I don't know which way the stadium faces, but I'll say it's blowing out. Just so it help this AJ Reed guy. He looks like the kind of guy that I would take out for a night. He would protect me. I get into a lot of problems sometimes. My mouth runs. You know, you need a big guy to protect you. So AJ Reed, he's the kind of guy that I like. I really, really like him. Especially after that Yonder Alonso guy. He's no longer with the team. Uh, I've been studying this White Sox roster. Let me tell you, I've been studying it very, very hard. And you know, they've been they've been really, really good about signing these big guys. I was a little sad, but not so sad that Daniel Park is back in North Carolina. It's not that far of a drive. Me and him, we can hit it up. We can go to Atlantic City. We could play some bets. We can we can win some good money. He's gonna protect me. I ain't getting kicked out of no casinos when I got Daniel Park coming with me. So tomorrow. Big weather guy right here, Tony Twister. Ain't no twisters in the in in the vicinity here. We got you know mid seventies, comfortable day. If you if you're looking to take a trip out to Oakland, which I know not many people are, that place is a total fucking shithole. If you're looking to take a trip out to Oakland, it's gonna be tomorrow. Mid seventies, great day. Probably not a lot of humidity. Somewhere around the fifty percent range. Great day to watch a baseball game. White Sox winner. You heard it here first. I'm going to turn it back over to my guy, Johnny Nani. What an excellent Italian name, Johnny Nani, that is. Great pizza today here over at Jonda's house. Have a good ball game tomorrow. Guys, uh, Tony Twista, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, we needed that weather report there. Um, yeah, it does affect the outcome of the game, and especially betting lines and what have you, um, since we have our big better guy on the spot here today. Um, big better guy. That is... Uh, Pretty much all we've got. Uh, we need Raylo to uh, man up. I think the biggest thing is man up and uh, prove his words uh, or whatever he's going to do. Speak it into existence. If he says he's going to be a better pitcher in the second half, a different pitcher, whatever he said in that quote, um, let's see it. And it starts tomorrow. Um, guys, it was a damn good time watching the game with you today. Um Thank you again to Shy Sox Jonda for having us all up here. We need to do it more often, definitely. Um, this one sucks. You just got to wash it down, 13-2 loss. Uh, tomorrow's a new day. It's a beautiful thing about baseball. You play 162 games. Um, let's go out and get a win tomorrow so we're heading into Kansas City with some momentum because Kansas City is a very beatable, beatable team, and uh, we could be looking at a five-game win streak here if we uh, pull off one in Oakland on Sunday in the series finale. Do we have a real quick pick-to-click for tomorrow? Oh, yes, pick-to-click, pick-to-click. Um, I'll just go with, um, uh, let's see, I'm going to roll with John Jay. 
All right, John Jay, John, uh, John to Jay. What, what do you got tomorrow? John to Jay. I mean, looking forward without the lineup actually being in front of me, they obviously don't like submit the lineup until like a couple hours beforehand. James McCann was off today, so he's going to play tomorrow. So I'm going to throw you guys way off. I'm going to go Jose Abreu. Oh, there we go. Uh, I like that. Uh, with that, I'll go McCann because uh, John just sold me on, on McCann. Um, we know Tony Twist's pick. He's going with A.J. Reed. He's going with yeah. the sunshine. He's going with A.J. Reed. He's going the with sunshine. the good weather day. He's going with the good weather day. Um, so, guys, I think that's all we've got for today for Socks on Tap. This was an excellent day uh, despite the outcome. Uh, not happy humans around here. Uh, nope. but uh, Regardless, happy, we're getting drunk. Yeah, happy that we, we had a good time. The beers have been flowing. That's Socks on Tap. That's on tap sports. Crack them. Uh, great game, guys. Jonathan, thanks for having us out over at your over at your nice pad, the bachelor pad, the John pad. Uh, I was going to say, not the nicest pad, but it's a pad. It's a pad. So we've got that. Um, we're going to fix John's bathroom. Uh, we talked a little bit about <laughs> that. fucking asshole. We, we talked a little bit about that before. Um, John causes some leaks. Wonder why. Uh, but that's it. Wasn't it wasn't me. It was my upstairs opponent. Let's, 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 let's give it a go, White Sox, and we'll close this one down. Let's go, White Sox. All right, let's go, White, White Sox. Sox baby. Go, White Sox.